Hello, and welcome to the All Saints Podcast. With a sermon for Sunday, May 8th, 2022, here's Father B.J. Berger. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning, everyone, and I bring you greetings from Northeast Maryland, and that is literally the name of the town, Northeast Maryland. Guess where it is? Northeast Maryland. Apparently, Northeast Pennsylvania, however, is in the Northwest, but it's Northeast of Erie, so I guess it makes sense. I have no idea. At any rate, I bring you greetings from wherever this place might be, as many of our folks are on the retreat right now and having a wonderful time as they finish up their final service there. Um, It was great. We had 100 folks or so. And if you get the chance the next time the retreat comes around, I cannot recommend it enough. It really is just truly a blessing, a wonderful time of retreat and rest and just being with one another, which is something we've not had much opportunity to do the past couple of years. But I get the wonderful privilege of being with you lovely people this morning, and I am very glad to be here, especially on today, which is Good Shepherd Sunday. Today is Good Shepherd Sunday, the day when we celebrate Jesus as the Good Shepherd. And this is a lovely painting that the women of all saints gave to me several years ago after I gave a, uh, a talk at one of their luncheons. And I treasure this and hang it over my, uh, my desk in my office, and it's wonderful. And we have great images of Jesus being our Good Shepherd of taking care of us. And what does the good shepherd do? He lays down his life for the sheep, and he cares for them, and he loves them. And we could go on and on about this, but I want to stay somewhat focused on just Psalm 23, perhaps the most beloved of all the psalms in the Psalter. Anybody heard it before today? Right? Some of you aren't raising your hands. What is wrong with you people? (laughs) Right? Anybody ever memorized it? Yep. Wow, that was more than I thought it was. These are the truly holy people, right? I don't know what's wrong with the rest of us. (laughs) No, and it's probably brought great comfort to you as it has to so many others, especially in times of really difficult trials, tribulations, pains. And especially when? When do we usually read this? Funerals. Funerals, right? And so if we read this only at funerals, we can start to associate this psalm with death. But what I want to do today is kind of make the argument that it's not about death. It's really about life. It's about eternal life. Eternal life that comes from Jesus Christ, our good shepherd, because he has died and risen again. This is all about Easter, which is why it falls on the fourth Sunday after Easter. We're still in the Easter season. We still light the Easter candle. We still have white up. So happy Easter, everyone, and happy Good Shepherd Sunday. Now, from what I understand, the life of a shepherd in ancient Israel was not easy, especially in a dry place like Israel. Shepherds were hired hands, they weren't liked, they weren't respected, yet they were fully accountable for the welfare of the sheep. So if a sheep got sick, if it got hurt, if it died, the shepherd would be responsible and be in deep trouble. And sheep can be stubborn, from what I hear. They're easily scared, they run off, they follow the crowd, even when that crowd plummets off a cliff. 
that shepherds had to do everything in their power to make sure that the sheep lacked nothing, that they were safe, that they were cared for, that they were provided for. And so they spent almost every hour of the day with those sheep. Boy, doesn't that sound fun. I don't even like to see sheep at a fair. <laughs> just, man, just gross, right? This was hard, it was dangerous, and not a respected occupation, so who in their right mind would want this job? You'd have to deeply love sheep to try this uh, as your profession. Have any of you ever taken, uh, when you were in high school, like the occupation assessment tests, like the ASVAB or something like that to tell you, should you be a doctor, a lawyer, a baker, candlestick maker, whatever? Anybody take these? I remember taking this, and there's a great episode of Candid Camera where they set this up. And they get these students from the best and the brightest schools in the area and then take the top 5% of that. And they have all these students that are clearly destined for Harvard, for Princeton, for one of the Ivy Leagues. And they bring them through, give them the test, and one by one they say, ah, after looking at your results, you should be a shepherd. <laughs> and you could see hope fall <laughs> and pain well. It's awful. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants to be a shepherd. But Jesus does. Jesus wants to be our shepherd. And let's face it, we're sheep. We're stubborn. We follow the crowd. We do dumb things. And he knows that. He knows what we're like. But he knows your voice. He knows your name. He knows your secrets. And he loves you anyway. And so like the shepherds of ancient Israel, this shepherd cares for us, provides for us, and makes sure we lack nothing. In particular, I want to show you this morning that our good shepherd provides for us, protects us, and ultimately leads us to eternal life. So first, the good shepherd provides for us his sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. In other words, he cares for us in all of our needs. And he's been doing this a long time for stubborn sheep. Read the Old Testament sometime. It's a lot of fun. You remember the story of Moses and the Red Sea and the Exodus and all this? Moses miraculously leads the people out of Egypt, out of a house of slavery. God parts the Red Sea waters. The Israelites go through on dry land. Right as it seems, the Egyptians are on their tail. God causes the waters to crash on top of them, destroying the enemy. And the Israelites are freed. Moses sings a great song of victory. And what do the Israelites do? Complain. <laughs> like, that was a bad day for you? <laughs> My goodness. We don't have enough food. We don't have enough water. When we have water, it's too bitter. Yes, you sent the manna, but we don't like it anymore. My gosh, God, why can't you do something for us? Just brought you out of the land of Egypt. What else do you want? Right? And what does God do? You know what I'd do? I'd smite him. <laughs> I'd had it with this. I mean, my kids are lucky to be alive. <laughs> right? No, but God turns bitter water into fresh water. He gives them delicious water from a rock of all places. He gives them manna, bread, coming out of heaven itself, and eventually leads them to the promised land. He provided all that they needed, and even more, despite the fact that they were stubborn sheep. And that's what he does for us, his stubborn modern-day sheep. Despite the fact that we can be this stubborn and close our ears and harden our hearts, he provides all that we need. Not necessarily what we want, but all that we need. 
Whether he does this in mundane ways by providing us with food and clothes, shelter, jobs, educations, communities, friends, family, and so on, or in miraculous ways. And I guarantee you there's numerous people here who've seen God provide in miraculous ways. I've seen people miraculously clear, cured of terminal cancer. I've seen people on dire straits get a check on the last day their rent is due for the exact amount they need. And I've seen God do all sorts of amazing things. I think I've used this illustration before, but with my life, it always seemed that right as we would hit this financial hurdle, um, usually when another kid was about to arrive, God would provide a promotion, a raise, or something else. So I went from being a part-time employee to full-time, and then I got promoted to assistant dean. And then with my third kid was associate dean, and the fourth, God provided me a place here at the church, um, and, and then my commute shortened, so travel was cheaper and all this, and I think I've said it before, but I just need two more kids to be bishop. <laughs> in all these ways whether it's the mundane ways or the miraculous it's God providing for his people and we should see this give thanks, give glory because he's with us being our shepherd every single day so first our good shepherd provides for us second the good shepherd protects us though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I shall fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The first two verses of this psalm can make it sound like everything is perfect and hunky-dory all the time. But this verse that I just read is honest. Life is hard. And it can be scary and dangerous at times, and we don't know what to do. We walk through dark valleys. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Sometimes it feels like we never get out of the valley of the shadow of death. Shepherds in Israel had to lead their sheep from one green hill to the next to find food. And in between, they had to go through these dark valleys where they couldn't see around the corner. So there could be a thief, a lion, a wolf, a murderer, or some other danger just waiting for them. Or perhaps the sheep would just wander away and get themselves into trouble. So the shepherds had to stay close by and carry rods and staffs to fight off danger and to hook those sheep to keep them close so they wouldn't go off on the wrong path but would stay on the right one. Now, rods and staffs may not sound very comforting. I remember getting paddled in school. But they keep you on the right path, and they help protect vulnerable sheep. And boy, aren't we vulnerable people that face many dangers and terrors in life. We're coming out of this pandemic immediately into a war, it would seem. We face job loss. We have our own sins and shortcomings that get us into trouble. We face loneliness, the stress of everyday life or a to-do list that seems to get longer the more we cross things off. We have failures or death itself. And these things are tough, depressing, frustrating. And let's be honest, they just make us want to quit sometimes, don't they? But even in these dark valleys, we need fear no evil. Not even sin and death, because our Lord, the Good Shepherd, is with us. He knows us. He's there with us and protects us with his rod and staff, his sacred word, and his Holy Spirit. And back then, so long as the shepherd was with the sheep in the dark valleys, they were safe and at peace. And so long as Jesus is with us, so are we. No matter what we're going through, 
how scary things get, how hard life is, or even if we're on death's door or just want to quit, Jesus is with us, always. I think of a child, I don't know, two, three-year-old child, when the power goes out and it's pitch black in the house. What does the child want? Can't turn on the lights. What's the child need? Mom, right? The dark doesn't get any brighter, but mom's there, and that's enough. And have you ever felt that? In the midst of whatever's going on, you realize Jesus is there, and that's enough? Years ago, my church in North Carolina, we would take mission trips down to Mexico, and one year, a friend of mine, Jenny, and I wanted to lead multiple trips uh, with other churches. The airline went on strike, and one of the groups couldn't come down, and the church down there thought it'd be improper for a man and a woman that aren't married to be staying together in a place, so they split us up without our consent or anything. I was taken to uh, a group of seminary students, and I have no idea where she went. We had no cell phones, had no address, had no idea where each other were. We didn't know who the people we were staying with were, and this was terrifying. I speak muy poco Spanish. <laughs> That's probably not even correct Spanish. <laughs> um, I don't speak much. It's hard to communicate. They didn't speak much English. It was terrifying that first night. And I'm laying in my hammock, and this guy uh, named Mateo, uh, one of the seminarians, in English just said, good night, my friend. And there was something about that that was even in the midst of this um, unfamiliar place, in the midst of people I don't know, God was there still speaking. And I felt his presence, and I was at peace, and I slept. Jesus was there, and that was enough. He provides for us. He protects us. But the best news is yet to come because he leads us, and he leads us to eternal life. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23 is honest about all the difficulties in life, all the difficulties of our journey, but it's also honest about our destination. Jesus doesn't leave us in the valleys of the shadow of death. He leads us through them to green pastures, to still waters, and his mercy and goodness pursue us, follow us all the time. They hunt us because Jesus doesn't let us go on our own way, and he doesn't lead us alone. He wants to lead us through the valleys of the shadow of death into the glories of his heavenly home kept in heaven for us. If you were to go back and read through that Revelation text, and I heard of some of you scream amen halfway through, as appropriately you should have. <laughs> uh, it was great. If you go to that Revelation text, it gives you this glimpse of what heaven is like. And John, the author of the book of Revelation, he sees this uncountable multitude of people from every tribe and language and tongue. They've come from all over the place, and they're singing great praises to God. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Then they're joined with all the heavenly creatures, all the hosts of heaven, the angels, and they sing blessing and glory and honor and thanksgiving and power and might and wisdom be to our God forever and ever. Amen. That's where the story ends, not in the valley of the shadow of death. And we come to find out that all these people are those who've come out of the great tribulation. They weren't saved from it, 
They didn't avoid it. They went through it. They faced the dangers of this world and the dangers that come from proclaiming Christ. And they were brought through the valley of the shadow of death. But now, now where are they? Now they stand before the throne of God and they serve day and night in his temple. He who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence like a mother hen so that nothing can touch them ever again, not even sin and death. They face no hunger or thirst. The sun doesn't strike them and neither does the scorching heat. Just imagine being at the beach forever with no sunburn. That's awesome, right? I mean, this is fantastic. And why is this so perfect? Why is it so peaceful? Why is it so safe? Because of one of the most bizarre verses in the entire Bible. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. The lamb is now the shepherd. The lamb who was slain and yet lives is now the shepherd. And because they follow the shepherd, he leads them to living waters and he wipes away every tear from their eyes. There is no pain. There is no sorrow. There is no remorse. As one commentator put it, every physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wound will be removed forever. Forever. It will never bother them again. And once you remove all of that, what's left? Peace, rest, refreshment contentment, happiness, and joy. Because Jesus is their shepherd, and we get that if he's ours too. I told you, this is all about life. It's all about Easter. Jesus has died and risen again. He is our good shepherd. He sits on his heavenly throne, and he invites us to come join him. Let us join together in thanksgiving and praise for the ways that he has provided for us. Let's trust him in all the ways that we hurt and suffer because he will protect us. And let's follow him wherever he leads because although we might go through the valley of the shadow of death, eternal life with perfect peace, happiness, and joy awaits forever and forevermore. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the All Saints Podcast. To download future episodes automatically, you can subscribe and have the episodes delivered to you each week by going to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and clicking subscribe. And if you've liked the podcast so far, we would really appreciate it if you took a few minutes to give us a rating. As always, please be well, stay safe, and God bless.